And we're back with another episode of Killing the Stream. I'm your host, Kenny Darter. I heard JJ's rant a couple weeks ago about process over results. Whatever that even means. He was unhinged, out of his mind. Out of his mind with grief from whatever Nick Foles did that week. Ridiculous. Nick Foles. You know, this process over results crowd in fantasy football sounds an awful lot like the fortune teller who kept telling me that more cash would bring better luck. But every time I gave her a prize possession, nothing changed except for my dad's laughter when I told him about the whole thing. Man, he laughed so hard. It was good to see him in such good spirits, laughing at me and pointing his finger, telling my mom something about paint thinner and pregnancy. <laughs> I laughed so hard that I cried. Or maybe it was the other way around. Who's to know, really? The process over results crowd is like the fortune teller who asks for the pink slip to your 1992 Dodge Dart with a custom muffler that you really loved, only to tell you that she needs more stuff to bring you good fortune. And then you ask the process of a results crowd if you can have your car back. And she says she already sold it for parts and cash. And then her son Boris steps into the room and just sort of looms over you. And you realize you've been duped. You want to question the whole operation, the concept of process over results. But Boris is right there with his arms crossed and he smells Like vodka and meat. So you really can't question the concept. This process over results. Although there was the one time that Boris threatened to cut off your pinky and feed it to you. Dad liked that one. We'll be back. Fantasy Football Podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue-in-cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, J.J. Zacharyson and Danny Carter, living the stream. Another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely, 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 lovely co-host, Denny Park. Denny, what's going on, my man? I am. Uh, I have my head in a bucket of ice water after that darter take. Yeah, uh, it's it's too hot, too hot. Yeah, no joke, man, no joke. There, I I actually I have my head in a bucket of water right now because I'm trying to. Get rid of these marks on my face from crying all day after the Tyrod Taylor news. <laughs> oh man! I mean, of course, right? Of course, this happens. Like he's he's a top he's top three quarterback right now, right? Yeah, I mean something like that. Tyrod. Tyrod. So I I have Tyrod in my home league, right? And I'm watching my games my game scores change and stuff on Sunday. You know, watching the game cast and stuff. And Tyrod Taylor had like four fantasy points in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. And he just finishes with like twenty five. Yeah, it was it was amazing, and it showed like he's the Konami king right now. Oh, it's amazing! And, it's a beautiful and, thing. 
and now he's out for multiple weeks. I was really hoping, you know, if he, I think if he could play six, could have played sixteen games, that he had a shot to finish as like a top six or seven quarterback. Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, if you think about it, like we've, you know, I'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back here, Denny. But but you will. but you will go ahead yeah but we've talked we've talked about Carson Palmer at the beginning of the year we've talked about Andy Dalton he was our first week one and two streamer we talked about Tyrod Taylor this is this is what streaming is all about it's about the variance at the position and the fact that these guys do come out of nowhere and they do become every week starters that you might want to bench whenever they're in a horrific matchup but as you're seeing Andy Dalton like Andy Dalton for Andy Dalton's a god right now like he yeah. he is a, he is a ginger god. <laughs> the man the man cannot be stopped i mean it's it's incredible to see and we we said last week on the podcast that if he did perform against seattle this past week then then this could be a top five season for him i think we're did. there i and, think we're there and, and i mean i i think that might be selling him short honestly it might be the the it, not only is he playing better, but the, it's you know a lot of it has to do with the weapons that he has. The weapons are incredible in Cincinnati. I mean, they've been they've been dr- making draft picks for the past five years on the on the offensive side of the ball to try to improve there. I mean, it's about time that something actually comes to fruition. But yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty insane. Let little little that Bengals hate out just just real quick. Just let yeah, me. yeah, no kidding. It's a, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Le'Veon Bell scored, Denny. Uh, it's yes, fine. He did. Everything's fine. Um, uh, so. Uh, I think uh, I, I I was thinking that you might have lost your mind at the end of that game last night. Was I right? Oh, I did lose my mind for sure. That like it was I, I can't even describe. Like how ridiculous is it that Todd Haley does not allow Michael Vick to win him the game for fifty nine minutes, and then he's like, okay, now that the game's on the line, I'm going to let Michael Vick throw the ball to Heath Miller, you know, to the one yard, like just down the field consistently. It's just. It's it was the most Todd Haley it was the most Mike Tomlin coached game in general ever and then yeah. and then that final call it's like what are you guys doing like if he <laughs> if he goes down if he if he goes down there I am I am a very sad person today um, uh, get, getting back to the the quarterback rankings and everything and talking about Dalton I think part of our uh, super hot take episode in August was I, I mentioned that. You know, Eli will outscore Peyton, which at this moment seems like a ridiculously simple and easy. Oh, thing, Peyton right? Manning! Peyton Manning's done. But yeah, and I feel like we need to talk about Peyton real quick and say that you, people people need to find alternatives. Like this is not getting a lot better. No, you you need to drop Peyton Manning. Is what yeah, is, right. is what's happening? I actually I looked at his numbers, Denny, and this was in my fifteen transactions article. Of the five games that he's played, if you take how he performed. Versus how quarterbacks have performed on average against those defenses, only one game has he performed above average. It was against it was against Detroit, and he scored .43 points more than what they've given up on average. Otherwise, we're seeing like ten point swings in the wrong direction for Peyton Manning per game. Like it's it's yeah. that bad. Yeah, I think this is just a case where you know I, I hear people holding out, you know, holding out hope. Well, you know, he'll get it back. They'll they'll switch to the Peyton offense and. So, I, it doesn't matter at this point. It no. doesn't matter. Like no, no. I think Denver could actually win the Super Bowl this year, but it won't be because of Peyton Manning. Yeah, the defense and, is incredible. Yeah, and and um, uh, you know, I mean, you just just it, honestly, you you need. I don't usually base my decisions on watching games, but you really do need to watch him and then look at his numbers and then realize that this is um this is a debacle and you need to abandon ship because. There are a lot of options out there. I mean, I said on Twitter the other day, Blake Bortles 
greater than greater than Peyton Manning. And I didn't, I wasn't joking. Right. That was right. That, no, that's a, that's a real honest take. I think the one thing, you know, for instance, in the apex league, I have Peyton Manning. I drafted Peyton Manning cause he went really late, drafted him for that upside. And I've been playing him. Fortunately, I haven't lost yet, but that's a humble brag. A jerk. That's a humble brag. You're, you're such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, but the thing like, Like this was kind of the week that you needed to realize that you need to realize that Peyton Manning is not going to be a QB one even close this year. He played probably the worst secondary in the NFL this week, and he 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 put up nothing. He did nothing against against legitimate like like free agent just horrible horrible corners. He did nothing. And some and some old guy wandering around at safety. Right. And, yeah. This and, this and this Charles Woodson guy who's a shell of himself. I mean, it's just it's. It, I thought I thought the guy retired eight years ago. Right. He should have. <laughs> he should. Well, apparently he shouldn't have because he just dominated Peyton Manning. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 just not even close. Peyton Manning should not be rostered. And honestly, you know what's funny is I, I made a tweet. I sent a tweet that was like something along the lines of I can't wait till Peyton Manning's a streamer next week or something like that. And then I got responses like from Al Zeidenfeld, who he was like, he was like, are we really streaming Peyton after he did this against Oakland? And I'm like, you know what? That's a really good point. He's not even a streamer. No, that's the, yeah. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying is that it's, he's not like a matchup play right now. He's just, he's just scary. Like I think Roto World had a great blurb after that Denver Oakland game that said uh, something to the effect of Peyton is cooked. Mm Mm-hmm. He's it's he's cooked. Yeah. And you know, this is not this is not something that's gonna suddenly he's he's not gonna reemerge and beat Peyton of two years ago or even last year, you know, early in the season. So anyway, you you need to everybody needs cut bait and you know, like I said with t- Tannehill owners, your god your god is dead. Yeah. So you, you go go to the waiver wire. Yeah, that that was definitely actually you know what? Thinking back at our bold predictions hot take pod, it's kind of awesome. Because you had that, and then I had the David Johnson over Andre Ellington one. Yeah, and David, and, all David Johnson is doing is scoring touchdowns. That's just all he does. It's ridiculous. So I was trying to think. Okay, I, I had one. Andre Johnson would not be a top thirty receiver. Eli would outscore Peyton, and I can't remember my third one. But yeah, I, I can't. Guess. I can't remember a lot of mine, but I do remember the David Johnson one. Yeah, probably, be, okay. probably because it's the only one I'm gonna potentially get right. The other Our ones tapes. are probably horrible. Actually, Our- one of them is probably about Devontae Freeman. To be honest. I thought we had an Eifert take that was really Oh, hot. yeah, we might have had a hot Eifert take. And really uh, accurate, yeah. Yeah, we might have had a hot Eifert take. Anyway, all right, well, let's look back at week five. One thing that I do want to talk about, and we, we do need to preface, and because and, this is going to kind of be the be how it is moving forward. So, obviously, you know, the last five weeks, we have been giving, you know, this one streamer that we like, and then that would be our, our top streamer of the week, and so on and so forth. That's that's uh, the more that we've we've thought about this and we've talked about this, the less uh, smart it is, the less intelligent it is, mm-hmm. because it's not it, it's really not the way that, number one that fantasy football works because we're now locking into to something that is going to bring more variance when what we're trying to do is be smart with with our actions and not have all of this variance, but it's also it's locking us in Denny in a way of of protecting a a, a floor. And if you look back at some of our picks this season, it's been more floor based because we're a little bit scared, to be honest. Um, yeah, sure. And and I think I think that's just so. Moving forward with our quarterback picks, we're still going to give you the same picks. It's not going to be any different, and we're still going to say I like this guy more than this guy. But we're we're going to be a little bit more degaff about it. 
because that's the way yeah. that we, it should be. That's the way that quarterback streaming kind of works. And I did that article on Number Fire yesterday, where basically I looked at how last season was at the quarterback position versus this season. And what I found is that, I mean, this season is not just unpredictable week to week, but it's unpredictable in terms of these quarterbacks that are coming out of nowhere who had undrafted ADPs, who had 14th round ADPs. And I, and even though it's five weeks, we at least had an idea. Like last season, the quarterbacks were Russell Wilson, Phillip Rivers, you know, Peyton Manning, I think, and Aaron Rodgers, or Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers. Like very obvious guys that were performing well after five weeks. This year, it's 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 like, it, it doesn't make, it's a smorgasbord of, 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 Random quarterbacks of, of no names of, of of no names and former streamers, former right, right. You know, desperate streamers. So, yeah. so the thing that's frustrating about that is that it's playing directly into the quarterback streaming strategy. Is, is this season? This season has been nothing but perfect for our brand, for our hashtag oh. brand. Hashtag brand is on hashtag fire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't even get you. You cannot get any more perfect for our hashtag content and. <laughs> and but but at the same time, you know, we're we're feeling locked into these particular players, and it's just not the way that it works. It's not the smartest way to approach this. So, like I said, while we're still going to give you, this is who I would play most at this at the. It's basically the way that we approached the pod last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is who I would play most, or this is who I would who I would like to to or who I would use over this guy. You know, at the same time, know whenever you hear that that there's not a, a, a big, big difference between one quarterback to the next just because there's so much variance. There's just a ton of variance, and it's stupid to be so locked in. Not only that, but because every league is so different, and a lot of these guys aren't available in every single league. So it allows us to be a little bit more flexible, to really talk about more players, and to really give our, our true takes, and, a bit, and like I said, be a little bit more degaff about it. Yeah, and, and also I think that we can still point out that you know this this is our – you know, uh, fantasy floor play, and this is our fantasy ceiling play. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and depending on your lineup, uh, your you know who you know your matchup, your players, uh, then then you go with you go with whoever fits that that best. So yeah. like last week, last week I would have said that Alex Smith was the floor play, and I would have pointed to a guy like Bortles or Josh McCown as a ceiling play, and that's and that would that would have been. You know, even Cutler, even Cutler as a ceiling play, even and, Cutler, right? And yeah. the thing, and like, don't t- like at the end of the season, like we're, you know, I still have a spreadsheet that's keeping track of all this. I'll publish it just so that we are as transparent as possible with who we're picking and, and so on and so forth. But I think that just it just needed to be said, and that's kind of the way that we're going to approach it moving forward. So sorry if that bums you out, but I don't know why it would because it's literally the same information. Yeah, I hope I hope people don't see it as as any sort of cop out because we're still going to keep track. We're still going to be accountable. We just don't think that it's it's best for our hashtag listeners. Yes. To um to to to, to get that sort of uh very narrow very narrow advice. You know, this guy, this guy only. Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, speaking of this guy, this guy only. Uh, Jesus took the wheel in the first half of last week's game. He was uh, he was looking good. He uh, he then did nothing in the second half, quite literally nothing, like like 20 yards worth of production in the oh. second half. Uh, so he scored 13, about 13 and a half points, Alex Smith did. That wasn't terrible. I mean, he it, it was still a, a, a QB2 in fantasy football, so it could have been a lot worse, especially considering, again, a lot of the unpredictability at the top of the position that a lot of people didn't use those players, so it didn't really kill you. Uh, if you use Alex Smith, we also talked about Jay Cutler. 
who had 17.58 points. Uh, yeah. And that was, I mean, phenomenal considering he didn't have anyone playing wide receiver. No one. It's really encouraging. I mean, we'll get into this, but it's really encouraging to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then, obviously, we talked about Blake Bortles, who was facing the Tampa Bay secondary. He ended up putting up 28.22 points. He was a top three. I think he was the third-ranked quarterback this past week because Eli was two and McCown was one. Uh, so Bortles, a very, very, very strong day for him. And we will be talking about him in just a second. Um, tight ends. First, we'll talk about the bad. We'll talk about Owen Daniels and his goose egg. This is something that I, like, I brought up on the podcast last week with the fact that Owen Daniels is not the same as those other tight ends that have destroyed Oakland. He's not the yeah. same part of that offense. Uh-huh. And I mentioned on the podcast that Emmanuel Sanders might fill that void more, and that's kind of exactly what happened. It's just that Owen Daniels didn't – I mean, I expected Owen Daniels to do more than he did and not just throw up a goose egg. Uh, but we saw Emmanuel Sanders running those those underneath routes more, uh, the where where we'd seen tight ends against Oakland in the past over the past four weeks prior running those routes. So he didn't score anything, which was unfortunate. Unbelievable! It's unbelievable. I, I, I Owen Daniels is the worst. He, he is. Worst. He like it, like what is his hair even? Talk about his <laughs> hair game, Denny. I mean, no, yeah, no, his no, his hair. He he has a. Uh, sit down and let the wife chop at the hair haircut. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. He definitely he doesn't have any control over his household. No, it's just a it's just a home it's just a home haircut. It's a it's a it's a disaster. It's horrible. But, but so is he. So is he. Yeah, the haircut fits the person. I can't. I, I mean, he's. I mean, he's unusable in fantasy. Yeah, right now. we're gonna we're gonna get some negative reviews on iTunes for this. God, I'm so hurt. I'm so hurt. You can hear it. You can hear my voice. Yeah. We also had Chucky Clay, who only put up 1.7 points, who's now owned. He's, I mean, he's not really that much of a streamer because he's owned in like 70% of leagues. But wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. So he's, he's you know, that, that wasn't good. It doesn't matter, though, because of what happened with Derek Carrier. <laughs> Derek Carrier had two catches, and one of them was for a touchdown. And so Twitter, Twitter blew up. It was, it was just when that happened. It was pro- one of the be- that has to be a top five moment of 2015, right? I, it was fantastic. I mean, it was like a dart in the end zone. I didn't even know who caught it at first. Oh, I did. I, I well, I, I, I could only recognize. Um, I was gonna make a hair joke, but there's really no hair joke to be made because he wears a helmet. Right. I was gonna say, what did you see? Some sort of. <laughs> No, and then I, because I don't, because honestly, I didn't even know his number. So he wears eighty nine. Yeah. And when he caught it, I was like, "Is that? Oh, oh my god, that's Derek Carrier! Oh my god!" Yeah, it was amazing. So good. The fact that Derek Carrier did something was amazing. Uh, so yeah. he scored ten point seven points, and you know who he was better than last week, Denny? Rob. Rob Gronkowski. Derek Carrier, the man with the weirdest hair in the world, was better than Rob Gronkowski. So we- uh, hey, cut Gronk, pick up Carrier, boom. Yeah. Uh, and then cut your hair and then, and then cut your hair like carrier. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, and then defensively. So, uh, we mentioned the giants and chargers on the podcast and we tweeted out talking about the Falcons a little bit. Whenever the Texans situation came out, Denny tweeted and said that he would still play Atlanta and the chargers over Houston. So I'm just throwing Atlanta on here. Cause I mean, they did do well. They had 12 points. The chargers should have had 39 points on Monday. I mean, they missed Two picks, two just regular old standard issue picks, and then one pick for a touchdown. So incredible. That was I mean, I I didn't hate it, but it was just incredible that yeah, they, they dropped I... so many interceptions. Uh, yeah, so many. Uh, and then the Giants, the Giants were probably the most disappointing defense of the week. 
not a single turnover. Yeah, I don't know how that happens. Not well, they were they were playing better on defense too. It, it wasn't as if like the Giants were this like terrible terrible unit. I mean, they were playing way better, and then all of a sudden, Colin Kaepernick in the 49ers offense is competent. Not a single turn. I mean, I I just I'm shy. I can't tell you how much money I would have put on a bet that said the the 49ers will commit one turnover right. against. The- yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So not a bad week overall. I would say it was a, a good good streaming week, which is fun. That's Quarterback good. wise, it was insanity as far as like waiver wire pickups and yeah. low quarterback. Yeah, the thing that's crazy is that people, you know, it's very hard, I think, for fantasy owners to see the greater picture and how things are shifting and moving. And it's kind of our job, like as writers and analysts, to to give that bigger picture and to show that bigger picture because people are more inclined to only care about how their individual players on their team are performing. But if you look at the bigger picture and if you look at the quarterback landscape right now, if you drafted your quarterback in the double-digit rounds, you are loving life in fantasy. I mean, it is insane. It's just it's crazy how how well it's working out. I mean, more than other years because we've 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 noted that you know drafting a guy like luck or rogers like it will give you an advantage we're not doubting that it's really everyone after that elite group that it's not really giving you an advantage this year you're not even getting an advantage from them right now like from a week to week standpoint aaron rogers aaron rogers cumulative numbers right now are completely dictated by that five touchdown performance against kansas city completely yeah. i mean yeah. it's just it's crazy and then obviously andrew luck being injured so it's been it's been a very very interesting year at the quarterback like crazier than I could even imagine. So what you're saying is look at the big picture, my column. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh all right, Denny, talk about some defenses. All right. So I think that the top the top streaming defense this week has to be the Vikings. Yes. Uh, at home against the Jamal Charlesless um uh, uh, Chiefs um, I, you know, I'm not saying that, that the, 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 the chiefs will suddenly become a turnover machine because that's not really who they are, um, as an offense with, with Alex Smith, uh, under center, but, uh, they give up, uh, more sacks than anyone but Seattle. Um, the Vikings, uh, put pretty decent pressure on the passer, uh, and you know, the, with the Vikings favored, um, and, and again, I mean, the loss of Jamal Charles makes that offense, much much worse i mean I, I don't you know it's it's hard to quantify it without seeing it first mm-hmm. but um uh so uh, i expect the chiefs to be turned into you know a one-dimensional offense that's what we're looking for when we stream defenses um and uh so I'll, i will have the vikings in, in a lot of spots um i i really uh really and in dfs i I don't hate the Peterson Vikings stack, the Peterson Vikings defense stack. Yeah, I, nice. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, and then uh, secondly, um, you know, I, I don't the the Jets. I've, Jets ownership, I think, is too high right now to recommend as as a traditional streamer. Uh, they do have the top streaming score. You can check those out on thefakefootball.com. But um, I actually like Washington. Um, Washington's defense against. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, I, you know, I don't love road defenses, uh, but Washington's defense has has put a lot of pressure uh, on the quarterback. Uh, Fitz, Fitzpatrick has the third most interceptions among quarterbacks in 2015. And that's with uh, a bye, too. And that, right. That's with right. They had a bye week last week, so 
um, you know, and and he he is uh, he is mistake prone. Yep. I mean, he you know he's we a gaffer. We yeah yes we we love you Ryan, but come on you you turn the ball over like it's your job, and um and and you know Washington's defense, you know shockingly good. I I don't know I you know last week uh, against Atlanta you know shut them down for all for three and a half quarters three you know and and uh, uh so i i do i do like them uh, a lot less than the vikings but those those are two that i'm targeting you know minnesota and washington interesting very interesting and the reason the reason it's interesting denny is because i actually i think and i'll transition this is a great segue i think ryan fitzpatrick is a decent streamer this week wow yeah all right and and the reason this is this is the definition of a high floor play um, Fitzpatrick has been kind of like a high floor machine this year. He's finished between 20th and 22nd every single week in quarterback scoring that he's played all four weeks, which is, which is the equivalent of like 13 to 14 fantasy points. So you're getting a floor with Fitzpatrick. He has the weapons, obviously, uh, they're coming off a bye, which is good. Uh, and I think, you know, the thing with the Redskins that I don't want to put too I don't want to put like I agree with you that they're playing well, and I actually agree with you, Denny, that they're a good streaming defense, which is why this is kind of bizarre and strange. It is, uh, it is. but it's because he is he is turnover prone. But the fact is, is that turnovers don't weigh the same at the quarterback position as they do at, at on, on defense, given the way that they're yeah. like it's still two points, but you you don't score as many points on the defensive side in fantasy. Uh, or with your fantasy defense. So, like, it's a bigger deal that they're getting turnovers as opposed to Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing them. Uh, yeah, right. If, if well, that makes sense. I know it sounds kind of weird, though. No, no. I mean, you're saying that Fitzpatrick can score 15, 16 fantasy points in this game and Washington can be uh, a viable... Defense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they can still he can still throw two interceptions and score 15 fantasy points, which which I think is it could be probable. But the thing, the thing right now with the Redskins is that their secondary is already beat up uh, with D'Angelo Hall and Colliver, and now Bashad Breland is is hurt. He he got hurt in the in the Falcons game. So the secondary is really really banged up. Washington looks decent in terms of fantasy points against, uh, but I think the thing to keep in mind is that they faced Tannehill in that struggling passing attack in Week One. They faced Nick Foles, uh, they, and then Eli and Sam Bradford tore them apart. So really, the game is the one that you were talking about, Denny, where they played really well was against Atlanta. And the reason that I'm kind of having some hesitation with how they played against Atlanta is just because of the injuries at wide receiver that Atlanta kind of endured during that game. Where right, Hankerson was out. Yeah, Hankerson was out. Julio and his hammy. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think I also think Matt Ryan just played horrifically mm-hmm. in that game. So, like I said, I think in general it makes total sense that Washington would be kind of a deeper streamer this week. Obviously, Minnesota being the better option, uh, and Minnesota was the number like. Instantly, when I looked at the schedule, it was like, oh my, like, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But I think with Fitzpatrick, you're still able to get that floor just because of the injuries in that secondary and because of the weapons that he has and because of how he's kind of performed this year. And he does have that, that DGAF mentality of just throwing the ball into coverage and potentially Brandon Marshall getting a jump ball or it being an interception, but it's going to be a bigger deal to, to the defense than it is to him. Yeah, I, I have to say, if you're if you can't stomach Washington, and I totally understand that, I really I do, uh, then Tennessee would be my sort of pivot there. Tennessee's available on a, on a lot of waiver wires. They're at home um, uh, against the Dolphins. The Dolphins over the last two games have given up 14 and 11 fantasy points to opposing defenses. So yeah, um, it's a little narrative streety to say you know this team is in turmoil. So target them, but but they are you know. 
it's it's hard it's hard to ignore honestly it's it's hard, it's hard to ignore and you know the the titans defense uh is not this the the, the disaster that it was in 2014 so uh yeah for me it's minnesota if you can't do washington uh then then grab tennessee Stream yeah it. okay that's very very fair um the the other thing with fitzpatrick to throw out there is that their schedule is cake for the next like 10 weeks yeah. so yeah that's that's another thing is that if you have a deep enough roster that you can roster two quarterbacks, mm-hmm. throw get Fitzpatrick and at least have him, uh, you know, whenever whenever like a guy like Carson Palmer, for instance, might have a terrible matchup or something. Um, another guy to watch this week is obviously Blake Bortles. I think he's a much. I think he's the better play than Fitzpatrick. Um, but the the team total being pretty low scares me a bit. But Houston's allowing the eighth most fantasy points to the quarterback position. They've surrendered at least a touchdown pass per game. And Blake Bortles himself has ranked 10th, 16th, 6th, and 3rd over his last four games. The only time that he's really not performed well was week one against Carolina, who now has one of the best secondaries in the league with Josh Norman there. Yeah. And he ranked Bortles ranked 25th in week one. But, man, Blake Bortles is a legitimate fantasy quarterback right now, led by those led by the Allens. The Allens. The Allens. It's, it's unbelievable. And Julius Thomas being back doesn't hurt at all. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I, I think Bortles is in a really good spot. He's still out there in about seventy five percent of of ESPN dot com league. So uh, I would definitely pick him up. I think a lot of people are going to be on him based on what happened last week, though. So make sure that you prioritize accordingly. Um, two other guys that I want to throw out there. One of them is owned in way more leagues than he should be owned. It's a very very high vol high variance play, and it's Colin Kaepernick. Eesh. Yeah, it doesn't. Eesh. It doesn't feel good. If you need, okay. if you need a ceiling, Colin Kaepernick is the guy. He's playing against Baltimore, um, and Baltimore has given up top five performances to Derek Carr, Andy Dalton, and Josh McCown, as we saw last week. The other two games that they played were against Peyton Manning, who we said has been horrific, and Michael Vick, who, if you watch the Monday Night game, you know is probably the worst starting quarterback in the NFL right now. I don't even think yeah. that's debatable. No, I, I, I would say Brian Hoyer's better than him. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Brian, Brian Hoyer's the second worst. Yeah, yeah. So those are the two quarterbacks that they've they've stopped, I guess you would say. But I think Vic still scored like 12.5 points against them when he faced them in that Thursday night game. Uh, Kaepernick's been running the ball. Uh, you know, he, has, he actually has two top eight performances. The problem is that in those other three performances, he scored 10 or, or 11 or fewer points. So... He's he's not in you know he's not a guy that you should feel very confident in because his floor is atrocious. Uh, but at the same time, I think that the matchup itself, the, the Ravens secondary has been so so bad, just so bad. Horrible. So if you need that ceiling, I think Kaepernick's not a terrible play. I really so, don't. I find it funny, you know, we every you know Kaepernick is the the butt end of like you know innumerable jokes on Twitter, you know. Right. You know, Kaepernick's the worst. He's not even a starting caliber quarterback. You know, fantasy wise, he's a debacle. He has 13 more fantasy points than Peyton Manning. Right, right. It's 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 absolutely crazy, absolutely crazy. It's why I mean, it, it just doesn't translate. Fantasy football is not the same thing as real football. I feel like with Peyton, I feel like like he's dogged us for so long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is us just like letting out our frustration. We're just standing on his grave right now. <laughs> yeah, we definitely are. Grave, with our hand, hands on our hips like <laughs> <laughs> the king is dead. Yes. Long, so long live Dalton. 
Oh, it is so true. But but hey, this is our year, Denny. This is our year. Last one is Jay Cutler at Detroit. Um, Chicago doesn't have a great team total, which isn't great to see. Uh, And like last week, I don't think I'd feel overly confident if, you know, both Eddie Royal and Alshon Jeffrey are out. But Detroit's secondary has has just been so, so bad. Uh, They rank 26 against the pass, according to number of fires, schedule-adjusted metrics, while allowing at least 17 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. And they played both Peyton Manning and Teddy Bridgewater. So, I mean, that, that, that secondary is not in great shape. I actually, I, I think, you know, personally, I would probably go Bortles, Cutler, Fitzpatrick, Kaepernick. That's probably the, the way that I would approach the week. Uh, but again, I don't want you guys to feel super handcuffed to, to, to those rankings because rankings are, are troublesome. Troublesome in this in- industry also. We're not, yes. we're not rankings people. Yeah, no, we are not. And thank, and I'm so so grateful that I don't have ranks this year. But um, just getting back to that Baltimore matchup with Kaepernick, uh, Baltimore lost somebody from their secondary this week. Um, I didn't even see Will, that. Will Hill. Oh I yeah, think. they lost Will Hill. You're right. So, I forgot about that. So I mean, I, Will Hill was always. I mean, every time there was a big play, the camera would go right to him. So yeah, he's terrible. So maybe, maybe that's like addition by subtraction. But still, it's just it's just another point that this. Baltimore secondary should be a target for us every week. Yeah, that's how I feel about the Steelers because they lost both their their safeties last night, and now Carson Palmer is facing. I mean, Carson Palmer should light oh. up the Steelers this week. Oh man, I'm I'm actually like trying to like calm down about it because I feel like my expectations are going to go through the roof. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, tight end. So we're ba- the tight end position this week is really odd. Um, the tight end position this season is probably more odd than the quarterback position is in comparison to old seasons, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, you know, you, you don't really have, aside from Gronk and maybe Eifert and, and so I mean, you don't really have any sort of high floor players. You just, you just don't. Um, and usually you've seen that more. Uh, I think Antonio Gates will probably end up being one of those guys, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a mess. So you have Gary Barnage as the number three tight end in fantasy. Yeah, yeah. So to the listeners, Denny and I were talking about this before the podcast and how how badly we just miss Gary Barnage because we just never talked about him. We whiffed. We just yeah. we just whiffed so hard on Gary Barnage. Like we didn't even like, like we didn't even pretend he was a thing on this podcast. No. Like this is this is Gary Barnage's podcast and we didn't even recognize him. I know that what we really like, I would like to go back three weeks and slap us both in the face. Yeah, it was like, just so bad. Yeah. But like tight ends are also kind of afterthoughts in on, on this podcast. Like, like it's just, it's tight end streaming is such a different beast because you actually, like I'm much more okay with not only paying up for tight ends, but trading for them and so on to get kind of some stability. Not only that, but we, you know, we both own Eifert everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty sweet. But at the it same is. time, but at the same time, it's like tight end. Like it's just it's it, you're at the tight end position. You're literally just throwing a dart and hoping that he scores a touchdown. And that's how, right. that's I how mean, it is every single year. Once, especially once you keep going down through the season, because those guys that you drafted, you can't talk about anymore. Like Kelsey last year, like Eifert this year. So right, yeah. Uh, Barnage, although he sounds like you know, like you said, the um, you know. Uh, that your your local lawn guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he is quite quite the athlete. He by, is. He is. He's not really a dad runner. Yeah, and you know, in an offense with you know little to no pass catching options, 
he runs a ton of routes. You know, he's fifth in tight end targets this year. I don't know. I, I is he an every week starter? I kind of think he is. Yeah, I mean, he he might be. the The only thing that I'm not excited about is that the their upcoming schedule. I think the only guy that I can really trust in that offense it, in PPR leagues is Duke Johnson. Mm-hmm. Duke Johnson has 25 targets the last three games. Yeah, I, I mean that passing game has a lot to offer. I mean, if you if you've played McCown, Duke Johnson, Kerry Barnage anywhere DFS or redraft or whatever over the past three weeks, I mean you you put up big numbers at those positions. Yeah, because um, it's it, part of it too, though. It, you know, this is one thing that we always have to remember is that when when it doesn't necessarily matter how bad the offense is all the time as long as the same personnel is out on the field. And and that's why that's why Tressman in Chicago was so unbelievable because Tressman tends to use the same personnel and he doesn't rotate them much. They're 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 playing so many snaps and add on the fact that those guys were extremely talented. And you put that all together and that's why they were so so good in fantasy over the last 2 years. The Forte, Alshon and and B Marsh. So I, you know, I, th- I think that's kind of what we're seeing in Cleveland is that there's there's no, there are no options there, so therefore they're just feeding the guys that are competent, right? right. Like they're just yeah. feeding Gary Barnage and Duke Johnson and Travis Benjamin because they're the only competent players in that offense. Right, and I know Barnage is owned in a bunch of places, but you know, again, uh, you know, teams are throwing the ball thirty six point four times against Denver. Um, I don't see any way that they establish any sort of running game in this one. So you could see another 40 throws in this one and, you know, Barnage will benefit from that. I, I, I like him. I, I, and I like, I still like Duke this week because the Broncos have given up the second most receptions to running backs this year as a result of that game script. And that's exactly what Duke does. So if you're playing on DK or if you're playing some PPR formats in your, in your season long leagues, I think that Duke Johnson is, a really interesting play this week. Thrown out. Absolutely. I, I'm, I, I will have more Browns ownership this week than I will Broncos, which sounds weird, but I think I will. Wow. Very interesting. I think this week, I, we're going on a crazy tangent, but I think I think this week is, the, is a good litmus for the Broncos running game mm-hmm. against the worst mm-hmm. rush defense in the league. It's going to be interesting to see how bad they are. Because you yeah, know they're not going to be good. Kind of makes me think that they're going to bleed the clock and just hide Peyton again. Yeah, uh, probably, probably. I got to think this. All right, so I'll just quickly run through just three guys because we it, there's not much analysis to be made with with the tight ends. You have Crockett Gilmore against San Francisco, who ranks 21st against tight ends. Crockett Gilmore could be back this week, and if he's back, he's a great streamer. You have Jacob Tammy, who went ham last week because of all the wide receiver injuries. <laughs> Jacob, like these these are the phrases that we say in this podcast. Jacob Tammy went ham. Wait, Ham, I no, you're not hearing that from any other you're uh, not, podcast. You're not. you're not. Just living the stream. So Jacob Tammy, who saw like eight catches last week, um, I think he's a decent option against a really, really bad Saints defense. And then if Derek, if Jordan Reed is still out, Derek Carrier is still in play, even though the matchup is really tough, he could see some volume just because they do feed that tight end position in Washington. Yes. Good? Okay. Yep. So those three guys, you got Tammy, Carrier, Gilmore, you have Kaepernick, Jay Cutler, Fitzpatrick, and Bortles, and then you have the Vikings D, the Redskins D, and the Titans D as right. streaming defenses. All right, Denny, we have a ton of Twitter questions. Uh, I know. Let's burn through them. Okay. This one is 
at SMGDH, would Denny rather get stuck in a lift with JJ Watt or have Derek Carrier's hair? Oh my gosh, that is so tough. <laughs> is it really? Is it really? You uh, you hate it, you hate JJ Watt that much. I mean, he it would be like get, what, it, getting stuck in a lift. Is that like an elevator? I'm assuming. In, yeah, in, I, yeah wait, I didn't know. I are you, I didn't. Is it? I think that's what they call an elevator in the UK. It is. It is. Freaking so, Brits. So, oh, whoa, whoa. I'm just this kidding. Is this is an international show. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I Okay, all right. I would be, yes, I would be stuck with JJY. I could I could tolerate his, uh, you know, uh, a jockiness for an hour or whatever. But, yeah, no, I can't do that to my hair. I just can't. Wow. Uh, next one at Grizzly Blair in our two quarterback league, some jabroni. Nice, nice use of jabroni. <laughs> I haven't heard jabroni in a really long time. That's very good. Uh, some jabroni dropped Tannehill. I have Palmer, Eli, and Peyton. Dare I drop Peyton for Tannehill? Wait, oh, is it two QB? Yeah, I would drop Peyton for Tannehill. Yeah, heck yeah. Man, that that jabroni drop got me all <laughs> off guard. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good drop, though. Uh, next one at Bat Daddy. Own Ty God and Mariota. Which one to drop, or drop both and live the stream again? Well, Mariota's in a good spot this week, right? Um, so I'm not really that against just playing Mariota because Ty God's out. I mean, I we we have this question later in the uh, on here uh, about Ty God, so I'll uh, about what to do with him. So I'll wait. Okay. But um, yeah, Mariota's fine. Next one at hide from friends Eifert or your tight end streamers. Why do people? So I've got, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wait a second, guys. Yeah, why do people think that Eifert isn't like a top three option? Guys, like I saw on Twitter on Sunday, people beating up on fantasy writers for saying, "Oh, you said Owen Daniels over Eifert." No one said that. First of all, well, maybe somebody did, but that was not the right play. Eifert isn't every week. He's not a streamer. Right. Eifert isn't. Eifert is tight end too. Right. You should never bench Tyler Eifert. There's no reason to bench Tyler. Like I think that people look at the and this is not a fault of of folks because they're not as into fantasy football as you and I are. Um, but people look at the way that that tight ends score and they see variance at the tight end position. But that's just that's just how it works at the tight end position. Like you're not going to see. Consistent production from anyone outside of Rob Gronkowski. You're just right. not. I mean, Eifert had a zero uh, in week four, right? Th- yeah, three or four against Baltimore. Is that Baltimore game? Right. So, so that that pushed a lot of people off of off of him. But no, but he's he is like a main piece of that offense. That guy, that guy's a superstar. Yeah, he's amazing. Amazing. Next question at J underscore M underscore Coop one to 10. How narrative street is it to assume John Brown blows up versus the Steelers because he went to Pittsburgh state. So oh, that is. no, so, okay. But Pittsburgh state is not in Pittsburgh. Oh really? Yeah. It's like in Kansas or something or California. I can't even remember, but it's not, it's it, look, look, everyone listening to this podcast, Pittsburgh, the epicenter of the universe has an H at the end of its name. Other other Pittsburghs do not. The only Pittsburgh in the world that matters has an H at the end, and that's oh, not John. That is not John Brown's college. There's no yeah. there's no Pittsburgh State. There's only a University of Pittsburgh, and that's where I went. Yeah, Pittsburgh State University uh, is in Pittsburgh, Kansas, yeah, exa- and it does not have an H. Yes, exactly. So I would say that this narrative street is canceled. Yes, it's, it's debunked. 
<laughs> we're like we're like mythbusters of narrative street exactly uh, now look jet jet fuel doesn't melt melt still steel beams and this is not a narrative street situation <laughs> yeah. uh next one at hey now underscore 15 only want to roster one qb dalton or the manning that doesn't suck <laughs> wow i'd say I mean, da- I it's gotta be dalton right yeah i mean dalton is dude i'm gonna say matchup proof dude we're know. we're look we already made our claim last week that if he performed in week five, he is an every week quarterback, and that's exactly what happened. All right, let's go with it. He's he's unbelievable. I I, I can't even believe it. Um, no, that's what unbelievable you. means too. Um, the next the next one is at Nevy J. He said, "I grabbed Barnage last week, panicked and dropped him for Ertz. Please send money for new water heater. The shower crying is a long one." I'm gonna send you new money for a new pair of underwear because you pooped your pants. Yeah, that was that was rough. What what are you doing? Next one at Bob Mahalik. Barnage or Richard Rogers this week, and Dalton Flacco or Cutler. Barnage. Barnage, and I would go with Dalton. Yeah. I I mean, what more do we have to see to say that Andy? Like, I I just I don't know. Maybe I'm over. Maybe I'm underthinking this. I don't think so. I don't think so either. He's got a decent matchup too. Uh, next one at McCabe underscore Nick. Would you try? Would you trade Lacey for Hopkins? Only need only need to start one running back and have Evans and Hilton and getting more frustrated by the week. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. You get rid of your RB two for <laughs> for possibly the the wide receiver one by season's end. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is, is the man. Uh, next one at Myron Isaacs. Would you drop uh, Legarrette Blunt for Charkandrick West? I would. Yeah, I would. Uh, next one at Griffey Schmurda seventy seven. Would it be crazy to start both A Rob and Hearns, or should I just keep flexing John Brown non PPR? No, I don't think it's crazy. They're they're seeing combined. They're seeing almost half of the targets on that team. Yeah. And Houston secondary is no big deal, so right, sure. Right. Uh, next one at Hendy LA. He said, "Can I trust Kaepernick?" But really, I can trade a second round pick next year for Aaron Rodgers, or do I keep living the stream? So that, that essentially, I, I read this earlier. That essentially means that you're trading, like you're using second round eighty, like second round equity mm-hmm. on a player that should not be drafted in the second round. Yeah, so no, don't do that. And I and we already talked about Kaepernick and stuff. Next one at Sean Summers is Larry Donnell an every week tight end starter? No. I think it's I think it's Donnell. I don't know what it is, Denny. No, I get it. it. I get it wrong every single time. I don't know which hey, one it you is. You do. You go back and forth. It's like remember that cornerback from Miami back in the day who changed his name every other week, like Patrick Sertain, mm, and then mm-hmm. Patrick Sertan, <laughs> and then Patrick Sertan. I mean, it was infuriating. Infuriating. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't think I don't think he's an every week tight end. Uh, I kind of lean yes. You just I mean, love him so much. I, he's my accountant. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. uh, next one at Jake Zav. What nickname can we give Charkandrick West? So many people are going the Pokemon route. What? what why? You're, what is that? you're not. You're not my generation. I'm too old for Pokemon. No, but you're like, look, okay. I'm in the fringe generation of yours to this younger one, and it's. I hate the younger one for the most part, but I do know Pokemon. 
I do. Uh, I know it. And everyone's talking about it's I'm not getting into it. But it's a it's a, a really a, bad nickname. It's a really horrible nickname. It's just stupid. Is there a is there a character named uh, Charcandric? No, it's Charmander. Oh, okay. Yeah. So no, I don't I don't have a nickname for him yet. We actually talked oh. about that on the By the Numbers podcast with the that one podcast that I have that has a good host, co host. Jeez. You know, what I'm about. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. <laughs> um I'm re- till I'm replaced here. Um, but here, here's, uh, instead of giving uh, Charkandrick West a nickname, we can just call you all nerds who are talking about Pokemon. So <laughs> that's, do that today. Yes. That's, that's your nickname. Uh, this next one, at LasserKid18. If Moncrief posts one three zero again this week, cold shower, cold water shower cry to numb or warm water shower cry to put me to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you want to be numb, so go with the cold. Yeah. Definitely. Probably drink while you're doing that. Um, next one, at Myron Isaacs, where do you get defensive uh, fantasy point results? I need to check the scoring rules. Um, we're just doing it based – I mean, we can't cater to every league, so it's very just standard stuff. But if you want to see how we're grading them or how, how I'm – like the, the numbers I'm reading off, I use fantasydata.com. I do like like the questions that are like uh, – who should I stream? So and so or so and so? Uh, five points per interception. <laughs> right. uh, Twenty-seven point bonus if you're if they're held under ten points. I'm like, oh my god! Right. So like, defense is the most important position yeah. on your. On yeah, your like like five five point bonus is if all eleven players on defense are wearing something for breast cancer awareness. Right. That's that's a niche one. I real quick on a tangent. When the first time I ever ran a league, I didn't know much about fantasy at all. This is gonna be good. I, I'm really excited I, about this. So I, it was like 2006, right? And it was my brothers-in-law and friends and coworkers, and I started like messing around with the defensive scoring, right? And I just I don't know why. I just I just started tinkering with it <laughs> until. And I didn't realize what I had done, what monster I had created until week one. <laughs> what happened? When three defenses scored over 50 points. <laughs> what? And I was like, I don't understand what happened. And, they, and the guy show, one guy in the league showed me, it was like, yeah, you need to take all of this off. I was like, I can't do it now. So we played the whole season with that. Wow. So, so defenses would like regularly score 30 fantasy points it was it was a disaster it was the worst league ever I, i'm i'm shocked that these people like stuck with me after that. i'm shocked that you're a fantasy analyst right now i'm am i <laughs> good point uh next one at stot 99 could denny's hair product fix the crack in the ozone layer if i stopped using it <laughs> you're not gonna stop yeah if i stop but no i, I wouldn't do that to the world come on uh, next one at days twenty nine. Would you trade Randall Cobb for Todd Gurley straight up? His team is wide receiver heavy, and Gurley would be his running back one. Uh, that's kind of tempting. I would probably do it. I'm okay with that. I mean, Gurley's schedule opens up after this bye week, and Gurley's Todd Gurley is now Eddie George two right? I mean, they're gonna run it with him no matter what. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 cool with it. All right. Uh, next one at uh, hide from friends uh, between Eifert, Carrier, Gronk. One to deliver the baby. One to raise the baby. One to coach the baby to be a tight end. Eifert, Carrier, Carrier, and Gronk. 
I want I want Gronk to coach the baby to be a tight end. Yeah. I want I want Carrier to deliver the baby and Eifert to raise the baby. I look at Carrier seems like he's shorthanded. He 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 can deliver yeah, it. Yeah, he can yeah. deliver it. I agree. Totally agree. We saw him that touchdown that touchdown reception. We know that he's got good hands. Exactly. Uh next one. At that one Steven, who's your favorite fat running back of all time? Oh, well, I know yours. Yeah, Jerome Bettis. It's not close. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say mine is probably Natron Means. Natron Means, man. That's a... That, you want to hear a good story? And hopefully my buddy's... Oh, wow. Well, motorcycle just went by my house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was really loud. Uh, uh, fun... Hopefully my buddy's listening to this, but he's an insurance... He, he works in insurance, and he did some adjustments for Natron Means before. Did that... Uh, that, is he still living okay? I, th- I think I think he's doing all right. I think he's okay. I don't think he's. I don't think it went super south. So your, okay. your favorite your favorite fat running back of all time, I think, is is fine. Yeah, I I don't know who would be the runner up, but I think I have to go with Means as my as my. T- I mean that guy that guy never never worked out in his life. No, I mean he just he just ate whatever he wanted. He took twenty carries a game for a while and. Yeah, Jerome Bettis is definitely definitely mine. Uh, Next one, at it's time for Timmy. It's time to have the talk with your kid. What do you say when asked, why does everybody tell daddy to delete his account? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you need to get, actually, I'm going to have your wife get Xavier to say, to tell you to delete your account. Yeah, we need a we need a vine, right? We definitely we need a vine of him saying. That. We need a, a a daddy delete your account. <laughs> exactly. Delete your account. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I'm just gonna take him aside and say, look, Xavier. People <clears throat> out there on the internet uh, follow me on Twitter just to root for the 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 you know the end of the account that they're following. <laughs> No, it it doesn't make sense on the surface, but if you saw my tweets, I think you would understand. Yeah, yeah, he would. De- he'll understand when he's like eighteen or nineteen. Well, there won't be Twitter anymore. Twitter will be like a microchip in your brain or something. <laughs> what, are, what are we going to do with our hashtag brand? <laughs> our brand? I don't know. Our brand will. will our just brand exist will or something. I don't know. Yeah. Next one at Black Bear Hockey Fan PPR get Lewis Dion Lewis for. A Rob and Carlos Williams. Uh, I if you need, yeah, yes, yeah, I'm cool with that too. Um, next one at P Knight thirty seven. Who would you rather have rest of season? Willie Sneed, Travis Benjamin, or Steve Johnson? Dude, Sneed. I'm so about that Sneed life. Yeah, Sneed. Someone told us not to say this, but I have the need for Sneed. Oh, who told did Davis say? Uh, no, it was someone. Someone who I favorited the tweet. I'm probably gonna read it in a second. Um, but I'm sorry to that person. It was a good tweet by him. You should be sorry to me. That's <laughs> yeah, true. That was, that was awful. That yeah, was really bad. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Uh, next one at Breve Bronovan, which is probably one of my favorite handles. <laughs> like his name's Steve Donovan, and he's Breve Bronovan on here. <laughs> so good. What does that even mean? It's so good. Uh, my team is all Allens, Robinson, Hearns, and Keenan. How can I feel good about starting two drag wide receivers, sell high on any Allen? Uh, we just talked about that. I mean, it's not a huge deal. I think 
if you can sell one of them, it's fine. I think I would sell Alan Hearns, obviously, before Alan Robinson, right? But I think so. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it kind of looks like. But Alan Hearns gets the better coverage. So, um, yeah. You know, I, I think I think if you can sell one, I would try to do that before starting them. Um, next one, at N. Hoffenberg, Bradford or this week's streamers? Mm. I have to say, I'm really encouraged by Bradford throwing the freaking ball downfield, right? Yeah, he's in a great spot this week. High team uh, total. I mean, because before, when he, was not, when he was not throwing it beyond like 10 yards, he was unplayable. But now that he's letting it go a little bit, I kind of, I don't, I don't hate him. So yeah, I'd go Bradford. Okay. Uh, this next one is at what's good with an E at the end. Which NFL starting quarterback is most likely to give homemade back rub vouchers to a significant other in lieu of a real gift? Which, which NFL player? Starting quarterback. Oh, which starting quarterback? Probably Alex Smith. <laughs> I don't know why. I just I picture him being like, "Hey, yeah, here you go. Here's your card." And then you know you open the card and there's a voucher. Yeah, that's that's a very very good one. I was think I, I that's that's a great. I was thinking Derek Carr. It's a very safe safe gift. Yeah, but I was thinking Derek Carr. He seems like like he would think that it was like super thoughtful and stuff, but it's just it's just stupid. Well, you hate Derek Carr. So. Yeah, that's true. Okay, uh, this next one is at Smith BK. Had to start Bortles and Winston in my eight team two QB fathers and sons league equals awesome. Dominated obviously while hashtag dad running. Oh, congrats! That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Job. It's great. Uh, next one at M. Oh, oh, he pronounced. Okay, thank God he he put the pronunciation in the tweet for me. It's oh yeah, I saw that. It's Shane's. M. Deshanes. So, uh, so you still can't pronounce it. He gave you the pronunciation. Yeah, but it's but it's okay. It's M. Deshanes, but he just put the letter M, and I I said M, because M M M should be E M, not M, the letter M. No, right, right. Yeah, the the pronunciation spelling is off there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, does E. J. Manuel have streaming value? No. No. Uh, next one at Gill's username lost Jamal with 85% of his fob left max bid on West is number one B well, it's letter A but number one B split bids between West and Niall Davis Mm-mm. C shower cry while I vomit on a 5-0 and o record uh, yeah no de- uh, you definitely just need to go ahead and vomit just to get it out, yeah. but no. If you split the bid, then you're definitely not going to get either. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would go as much as I can in on uh, Charkandrick. Right. I, it, I, I love uh, uh, Niall Davis, but God, I am he's so apo- bad. I know, but I'm an apologist. I just can't help it. Um, but he's so good when no one is around him. He just gets volume. When he's running, when he's running free in the open field, he's so good. Yeah, when um, when there aren't defenders, he's so good at football. Yeah, no, you don't. And people forget that about him. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's West, so just do that. Uh, the next one is at Eggs Pasta. He said, "Drop Carrier for Barnage." Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, the Carrier is not like. Yeah, he's. I mean, look at his hair. He's a joke. The, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that's good. That now that is good hashtag analysis. <laughs> that's great analysis. Uh, next one at Jad underscore Ryhan. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. 
Future thought on Mike Evans. That's exorcist vomiting worthy. Wait, is the future thought on Mike Evans? Is that- yeah, like what do you think is going to happen to him? Oh, you mean like in his life? I mean, he'll probably <laughs> like, play football for another like 12 years and then he'll retire. Look, is he, okay, kids. where do you, like I see him legitimately as like a high-end wider, like a low-end wide receiver too right now. He's getting so many targets, but his quarterback is terrible. Yeah, Jameis Winston's bad, guys. He's terrible. Yeah, so, so don't feel super confident. Um, yeah, I'm not about Evans. I was. God, I was, but not anymore. Next one is at Mac Drop. He said, Carlos, Car- Charkandrick, and DeMarco. Pick two for the rest of the season. I'd pick Charkandrick and DeMarco over Carlos Williams. Oh, Carlos Williams. Yeah, no, definitely. I thought. Oh, I guess that's Carlos Hyde. I still would pick. The t- uh, I don't know. No, not me. I think Hyde and, Hyde and Murray. Uh, next one at eighty underscore J Rod. Do you adjust the Cincy defensive streaming score slash rank if Tyrod is out? Yeah, I mean I'm not. I don't adjust the score because that it that doesn't affect the score. But yes, I I actually I wrote that up in the column that will be on uh, Daily Fantasy Cafe, which by the way is our sponsor today. Yes. Uh, DailyFantasyCafe.com. Uh, uh, check it out. They have lots of uh, tools for your DFS purposes. Um, but getting, getting back to the Bengals, uh, yeah, get, get them stream if, if you can, if you can, if, if Manuel starts, it looks like he will. Uh, this next one at dad runner, would you trade Sammy Watkins for Eifert or Kelsey in a 20 team dino? What's the, what, what's the trade again? Kel or Watkins for either Eifert or Kelsey in a dynasty. I'm, th- I'm not a Watkins guy at all. Like no, I, 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 I would do it for either. I would do it for either. I would prefer, man, it's, you know, it's gotten really tough. Who, who do you prefer there? If I guess, you could have one. I guess Kelsey. I guess. I guess. Maybe. I, I guess. don't know. Flip a coin, man. I guess, but I would take Eifert. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, I mean, what I'm saying is I, if, if the person says Kelsey is not available, then I would take Eifert. Still, I would take Eifert for, right. for Watkins. Right. Next one, at Dean Becerra. Uh, Witten and Barnage shake hands after the game. Please rank the following conversation topics from most to least likely. One, they talk about the quality of the handshake. Two, they talk about lawn maintenance. Three, they talk about conservative values. Or four, they talk about Ford versus Chevy. That that's really good. I, I that the, bravo bravo to that tweet. <laughs> um. I mean that the, the thought of talking about the quality of the handshake. <laughs> oh, it's so it's so oh, good. That is so that spot is on. So funny. I mean that is like 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 hey, hey but it, Gary Gary. Oh, now that's now that's a that's a good ass handshake. <laughs> <laughs> like like and they and they they have like they, like they pucker their lips a little bit and they're like looking down at their hands and they're like talking about how good the handshakes are. I I can I can picture that. Like, oh man, you know that, that's that's strong. Now now let's get on to what what was one of the topics? Uh, uh, lawn maintenance. Lawn maintenance. There was a, there was there was that there conservative was that. values. Yeah, they definitely they definitely were like you know glad to be here. Uh, you know, we, we, got, we, got, we, got we, my family family right over there in the stands. Right, my 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 totally heterosexual family over there in the stands. <laughs> they're called, they're all completely straight. Don't worry. <laughs> By the way, guys, Jason Witten, Jason Witten has a. <laughs> 
can't. I can't even. They're all, they're all completely straight, and so am I. So shut up. Today, today we learned that Jason Witten does not have gay children. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, this next one is at Brian to ATC. Can I please drop Jay Stu? Uh, Charkandrick yeah. West seems like a better option. I'm not disagreeing yeah. at all. I think he is. Dude, no, I, I, no, Jay Stu is my biggest miss like of all time. So sorry about that. Uh, this next one at Steinman underscore. What are your Halloween costumes? Mm, you know what? I'm gonna start here because I don't have one right now. Uh, you're a monster. Um, uh, so Xavier's going as a bat, and he's adorable. And you're the, the man. And hmm? and you're the man. What do you mean, Batman? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were talking about like the man, like the authority figure. Like the <laughs> well, I mean, kind like, of. You could just you could just dress up as as yourself. I mean, yeah, right? If I just wear look at a white dude in a suit is the man. So, <laughs> right, uh, right, right. Uh, I you know anyway, I'm thinking of going at two things. One as a vampire to go along with the, with the bat. Yeah, that's good. But here's my so 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 here here's my hesitation with that. I don't want to put a big old glop of gel in my hair. Oh my gosh, Denny. I don't. It doesn't look right. It, it it's not it's not a good look for me. It's not a good look. So, I don't know. I think I'm just going to go buy uh, an adult bat costume. It's going to be a bat family of bats. I'm, I'm just going to be God, you know, we were Camp Crystal Lake counselors last year yeah, and that, that was the best. I god, I wish we could do that every year. Yeah. Next one uh, is from at Polish Tweeter. He said, "Are we now living in a world where not trading James Jones for Calvin Johnson is a thing?" No, we, no, we are. No, wait, we're not. Denny. What? Wait, wait, no. Wait. I, I would have. I would take. I would take Calvin Johnson over James Jones any day of the week. I would not. Their their schedule coming up is insane, insane, and they Ooh. just they, the 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 Lions. They just and they just came off playing the Cardinals. They, Calvin Johnson has faced the top three defenses in terms of fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver position this year, out of five games. Wow! And, and, and then they and then Arizona as another defense that they faced uh, this past week when Stafford got benched. So everything literally has gone against Calvin Johnson. That I think he is the one hundred percent best buy low candidate in all of the NFL right now. And all of fantasy football. Your arguing is, is a convincing one. Your argument is a convincing one. So I guess I will hedge a little bit on my I don't want to get punched in the neck. So yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I got a little I'm, heated there. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna concede. I'm gonna concede that one. Okay. Uh this next one at Sobchak underscore Walter. Should I drop Abdullah for Charkandrick or Niall Davis in PPR? Yeah, I mean Abdullah is droppable. Ugh, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. But I would probably rather have Charkandrick than Abdullah. Hey, look at it's a major problem. Like the there was a, a Detroit beat writer who said this this fumbling thing for Abdullah is not like a little thing. It's a huge, huge problem. On some teams, he would be benched for several weeks now after all the fumbling he's done. Yeah. Uh, this next one at young under or at young frost seventy seven. How do you see the Chiefs running back situation playing out? I think that we're both on on Team West, right? Well, he got he got most of the snaps after Jamal went out. Yeah, and he's definitely the body like he he's the leaner, more agile of the two backs. And Niall Davis sucks. 
<laughs> He's so bad. But the last time I said a player was a running back was bad, it was Devontae Freeman, so I'm pretty bad at this. Right, so by Nile. By Nile. Right, right, right. Next one is from our buddy Sal. He said, at 2QBFB, he says, JJ, can you ask Denneth what is the one item he'd take with him to a deserted island? Hair gel, sparkling water, or corn? I mean, you know, if I'm going to be practical, I have to go with sparkling water. Yeah. Uh, you know, at least to like survive for a little while. I, I mean, yeah. Do I want to? Do I want to look good uh, on the on the island? Yes. But do I want to stay hydrated and alive? Also, yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm only gonna be able. To, we're only gonna be able to get to a couple more, even though we have a lot more. Uh, this next one is at uh, SCT Pilgrim. Uh, this doesn't even make sense. Scott Pilgrim versus oh, oh oh versus the GPP yes Scott Pilgrim versus the GPP I I was trying to read his actual handle not his his name uh, who would you rather have as your general in the civil civil war Luck or Ryan Fitzpatrick I mean they both have definitely you know solid beards for leading leading men into into their certain death gotta be Fitzpatrick though with that beard yeah his is more civil warry. Yeah, Andrew Luck though looks like he's from the past. He's from history. Yeah, we, like his facial features and stuff looks like he like it was made it, for the seventeen hundreds. His his look is so his look is so bad. The yeah the early eighteen like he's just like he is his look is very bad. Although he did he did get some hair plugs which they're looking good. Yeah, there you go. He fixed that, you know, that whole situation up front. Uh, that that's a uh, that's a good call. You gotta you gotta nip that in the bud if you have a lot of money and and you're and you're that young, do it. Yeah. Yeah. So th- we're gonna end on this question because I thought it was pretty good. At Young Frost seventy seven again. If you had to adopt one full house girl, which one would it be? Baby Michelle counts as one child and not the twins, and Kimmy Gibbler is included. Yeah. It's got to be Baby Michelle still. Yeah, I mean, she's... What, oh, what about what about Nikki and Alex? Who, I don't know who... I, Those are the... T- I'm, not, I'm, I'm not a scholar. I'm not a how full house... Know, okay, like, people know who Nikki and Alex are. If you know who Nikki and Alex are, tweet to us and say, Denny's stupid. <laughs> hashtag Denny's. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Denny's stupid is all we need to know whenever you know what I'm talking about when I say Nikki and Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's, it's, I feel it's, like we it's need a, to give homework. Huh? Do we need... Was that our homework for for this week? Yeah, sure. And uh, tweet a picture. Of, <laughs> tweet a picture of you looking at Nick, a picture of Nikki and Alex on Google Images. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't actually do that if you want to. It'd be really funny. Yeah, please do that. It's funny. Um, another another good tweet was at the FF Comedy Hour, who says, "When JJ goes on a rant, should we as fans and historians refer to it as one of his I have a stream speeches?" Oh, that's good stuff. That's a good pun. That was that was funny. Um. I, okay, one more, one more, and we'll be done. It's a football-related one. At JP Gibbs, what percentage chance that Lamar Miller ends up as a solid RB two for the rest of the season? Percentage chance. I'd say RB as a as an RB two. I, I would say seventy percent chance. Yeah, I'd say like eighty five. There you go. Well, it's not, yeah, it's not hard. It's just not hard to be an RB two. Yeah. Right. I mean, he doesn't even need to score a ton of touchdowns, really. Yeah. All right, Denny, tell everyone where they can find you. At CD Carter 13 on the Twitter. And uh, check out draftdayconsultants.com for our newsletter, DFS newsletter put together by TJ Hernandez and Rich Rebar. It's, it's legit. I would, I seriously, I use it to build my lineups every week. Check it out. 
Uh, and I'm JJ Zacharyson. and you can find me on Twitter at LateRoundQB, all of my work over at NumberFire.com, and another podcast I do with a better co-host, uh, it's called By the Numbers with Jim Sonis. Uh it's a FanDuel podcast, and I'm just kidding, Denny, I love you. What What a shot, what a just, just, just a shot, cheap shot. Yeah. Alright guys, thanks for listening, good luck in week six, and we will catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast.